Lake Mumulzi is in the heart of the Black Forest. The Mumulzi Lake is named for the white water lily that floats on the surface of the water, called Mumul. In 1841, Alois Schrieber, a German writer, historian, and travel book author, described the Mumulzi beautifully. He wrote a beautiful poem. High on the fir mountain, there is a black lake. And on the lake there floats a little rose, white as snow. A shepherd boy comes with a hazel stick. I have to have the little rose, I break off the little rose. He pulls it with the stick to the rush edge. But a white hand lifts out of the water. She pulls the little rose down deep into the dark ground. Come, dear boy, I'll tell you a lot of secrets rooted in the lake on the bottom. The little rose you love, I'll break it for you. If you surrender to me, the boy ceases a horror. He hurries away from the lake, but his mind is always the little rose is white as snow. He strays through the mountains. The grief eats his heart and no one knows where to go. As you can see in the poem above, in the traditional black forest fashion, the beautiful lake hidden deep in the forest is cloaked in fairy tales and legends of fairies, mermaids, love and tragedy. It is said that fairies and sprites live in the fathomless depths of Lake Mumulzi. A sprite is a supernatural entity in European mythology. They are often depicted as fairy-like creatures or as an ethereal entity. The water spirits also called the Nix in Germanic mythology, also Nixie, Nixie, Noken, Nikor, Nook, or Nek depending on the region, they are shape-shifting water spirits. The sex, names, or transformations of these spirits will vary by region. In Germany, the Nix was male, while the Nixie was a female river mermaid. In Germany, many of the Nix and Nixie legends were river merman and mermaids that would lure men to drown, similar to the Greek sirens. The German epic Nibelungenlied mentions these water spirits in connection with the Danube in the early 1100s. The Brothers Grimm also write about the Nixie of the mill pond. This story tells of a man captured by a water spirit Nix, and his wife's efforts to save him. It is a traditional fairy tale, categorized by the exchange of wealth of gifts in exchange for a child, which was common in Northern European tales. In the 19th century, Jacob Grimm mentions the Nixie to be among the water sprites who love music, song and dancing, and says like the sirens, the Nixie, by her song, draws listening youth to herself, and then into the deep. According to Grimm, they can appear human but have the barest hint of animal features, the Nix had a slit ear, and the Nixie a wet skirt. Grimm thinks these could symbolize they are higher beings who could shapeshift to animal form. There are also legends of an enchanting river siren and Wagner's Rhine Maddians who lure sailors to their deaths on the Rhine as well as the legend of the Lorelei, but that is a topic for another day. According to legend, in the Mumulzee, the water spirits live in a magnificent crystal palace. The palace is surrounded by splendid gardens. The gardens are where the blood-red corals and the sweet-smelling white water lilies grow. The Nixie are charming, beautiful figures, delicate and slender, with a rosy beauty. Every day, they rise to the surface of the dark water where, accompanied by the sound of instruments, they dance a delightful dance, or they would hurry with their spindles to the neighboring houses in the valley. Sometimes they would even travel on land, into the towns of the valley to help the farmers or woodcutters. They would even look after the children when the women had to work in the fields. However, as soon as night fell, and the stars came out in the sky, they had to hurry back to the crystal palace at the bottom of the lake, as this was the king's order. However, as legend has it one of the beautiful mermaids fell in love with a young farmer's son from Zivok. Whenever there was a festival in the valley, the water fairies came down into the inn where people were dancing. 
The water sprite who loved the farmer's son danced one dance after another with her beloved. It is said that the water sprite was far more beautiful than any of the other girls, and that no one could dance so gracefully and with such poise. When darkness started to fall, and the stars were rising above the tall trees of the forest, an arm rose from the lake, a giant fist clenched. Then his dripping head with a wreath of reeds, with a long beard emerged from the waters. It was the king of the mermaids. A thunderous voice echoed through the mountains. He roared, back in your waves. You lilies naughty. All of the nymphs returned to their crystal palace in the lake, at once. Except the water sprite who had fallen in love could not bring herself to leave her beloved in the village. She wanted just once more dance with him. She thought to herself, night would fall earlier in the valley than up there in the forest. So she danced another round. And kept dancing. She was completely unaware of the time speeding by. Suddenly the clock tower struck ten. The sprite came to her senses. Panicked and gripped by fear, she pulled her lover out of the dance hall, out into the open. Without speaking, she hurried them up to the forest. As they arrived at the lake, she said sadly, we will never see each other again, for I must die. Wait for a while by the bank. If blood rises out of the depths, I have lost my life, if it does not, then I will be with you again soon. She took a willow rod and struck it three times on the water. The water parted, and there appeared a marble white staircase leading down into the crystal palace. The waters closed over the water sprite. The night was dark. Not a single ripple stirred the surface of the water. So her lover waited. And waited. Then a small dark cloud rose up from the depths of the lake. Tragically, it was the blood of the poor water sprite who had to die for love. Today, in the lake you will see a statue of the poor mermaid. The king of the mermaids gifted the statue so that the mermaid can stay with the humans and promote goodwill. It is said that she will listen to your wishes, fills us with a sense of calm, she calls for love between people and enables us to reflect on ourselves. She fills those around her with confidence and compassion. While you are standing in front of the mermaid statue at the lake there is a little box for you to add some trinkets or wishes. The sign in front of the mermaid implores the visitors to listen to what the mermaid has to say and let your worries disappear into the mumblesy. Make a wish for something that is really important to you. The mermaid is already smiling, so smile too and repeat quietly to yourself, even though I have sorrows, I will love and accept myself as I am. Of course in the iconic fairy tale Black Forest, the mermaids are not the only creatures associated with the lake. We bought a folklore book at the Mumblesee gift shop called, The Secrets of the Mumblesee and Its Sagas. In the book they have a legend of the three spinning sisters. There is also a wood carving of a woman spinning around the lake. The book is in German but I will do my best to translate the story from the book, with the help of Google Translate. The story seems to go into more detail about how the Nixies would visit the village and help the villagers with their work, it seems to end similarly to the mermaid's love story in the legend above. I am interested in the presence of three women who help with spinning, and wonder if it has ties to the legends of the Moirai, or fates from Greek mythology or the Parsi as the Roman equivalent or the weird sisters or Norns from northern mythology. On that note, we did find a random well, and a three-tiered waterfall deep in the German Alps that had a plaque dedicated to the three fates, but that is a blog for another time. Maybe the research into the German legends with the fates will help with understanding more of the presence of these three spinning water nixies in the Black Forest. According to the legend of the spinning sisters in Zeebach, many years ago a group of villagers were working at the spinning table of the Deckerhof in Zeebach. The villagers were all cheerful and in good spirits. Then, the door opened and three beautiful young women all dressed in white entered. Each had a small spinning wheel in their hand. Modestly, they welcomed the company. And one asked whether, as peaceful neighbors, were they allowed to take part in the conversation in the spinning room. 
The group was a little surprised, but nevertheless asked the new guest to join with the others. The three young women, all three of them beautiful without exception, sat down. And soon the cogs purred, and they spoke kindly, and looked around with their dark eyes so trustingly and kindly that the villagers' self-consciousness soon disappeared and the cheerfulness of the group returned. From now on, the strangers no longer fogged in any spinning room. As soon as the evening fell, they dressed up with their spinning skirts and chatted socially with the others. But at the stroke of eleven they said goodbye and hurried away. No request, and no persuasion helped to make them stay any longer. Nothing could persuade the beautiful women to linger beyond the eleventh hour. Nobody knew where they came from, where they were going. But they whispered in their ears that they were misses from Lake Mummelsey. They were therefore called the Fräulein aus dem Mummelsey, the women from the Mummelsey. However, since they started visiting the spinning rooms, the girls and boys were much more skilled because the mermaids knew a lot. They would perform graceful songs and pretty stories. And the spinners always brought fuller bobbins home with them than before, even if their work could not be compared to that of strangers in terms of tenderness and silver sheen. But especially the young boys were full of praise for the three sisters. This led to some little arguments with the girls in the village. The son of the Deckerhoff farmer had even lost his heart to one of the mermaids. That's why he was always so sorry when the three left so early. One day he thought of setting the wooden wall clock back one hour in the evening. Thought, done, joking and laughing, time passed again this time. Finally it struck eleven instead of midnight. The young boy, however, could not sleep at night. Heavy dreams ailed him, driven by anxious notions, he hurried up to the Mummelsee after the day's dawn, where he swooped three large drops of blood out of the water. Then it became clear to him that his reckless act had brought death to his beloved and her sisters. The horror drove him down to the village. And three days later he was dead, but the sea women were never seen in the valley again. While there are a few other tales and creatures that haunt the shores of the lake, the last story I will tell is the legend of the little man in the rat fur coat. In his story, he once led a midwife from the town of Kapelrodek with him to the Mummelsee. He approached her, and begged her to help his wife with the birth of their child. She agreed and followed the little man to the lake. When they arrived, he picked up a birch rice rod and hit the water with it. The waters immediately parted and an alabaster spiral staircase appeared out of the water. Both the little man and the woman climbed into the abyss and came to a magnificent room made entirely of gold. In the room, there was a four-poster bed made of precious stones. The midwife delivered the happy and healthy baby, and was then led back up the staircase out of the lake. At the shores of the lake, the little man gave the midwife a bundle of straw as a reward. The midwife, just relieved that she had weathered the adventure, politely refused the gift. She said, Spare me, I enjoy doing it. I also do not lack straw at home. The little man talked to her for a long time, and she finally took the straw with her and went home. However, no sooner was she on her way home from the lake she threw away the bundle of straw. When she got home, she noticed that a piece of straw stuck to her dress. However, this was no ordinary straw. The straw had turned to gold. In her horror, she immediately regretted her actions of throwing away the gift from the odd little man in the rat fur coat. The story definitely has some similarities to the fairy tale of Rumpelstiltskin, collected by the Grimm's brothers in the 1800s. According to researchers at Durham University and the Nova University in Lisbon, the story of Rumpelstiltskin originated around 4,000 years ago, however there has been some controversy associated with this study. In any manner, the story of the little man who gifts golden straw may be a local variant of the story. Or they may have similar roots, however, that is just my opinion, and I will have to do some more research. If you would like to visit Lake Mummelsey I have a travel blog detailing the directions to the lake, information about the hotel and restaurant, as well as maps and tips and tricks for hiking and exploring the surrounding forests. 
and a music video on my YouTube channel. But if you do decide to wander to the shores of the Mummelsy, who knows maybe in your wanderings you may come across a little man in a fur coat with a gift of straw or an old man who will tell you of the night he waited for a beautiful maiden in the lake.